This is a special edition of Champagne Soccer. We normally record on Tuesdays. This Tuesday happened to be transfer deadline day, and it was an epic one. We got the kings of the transfer window. Cletus is here. Ephraim is here. Marcus, Anthony. All of our teams did something interesting during the transfer window in huh? January. Yeah, you, you, guys got, <laughs> you guys got Gakpo and forgot about midfield and back line. Everybody did something funny. Ephraim, they got Weghorse. Uh, United got Weghorse tonight. They got Sabitzer. Uh, Anthony, you know, he's going to break down how he feels about helping out Cletus's other team. There's a lot of things going on, but man, where do we start? I guess we can go to the FA Cup weekend. Um, we already talked about Arsenal losing to Manchester City, so we could move on from that one. Um, Chelsea, who did y'all play in the FA Cup, Cletus? Are we even in the FA Cup? We've I feel like we already got, we, are, we already got removed. We've already, already, we we bounced them out. We've, we've been removed from my city <laughs> already. Got bang head bounced. I forgot. Yeah. So how was your weekend? Break it down then. Since you guys didn't have any matches to focus on, you had more time for transfers, and it looked like it paid off today. Yeah, I, you know, I was I was busy in the market this year, man. Um, but I started off in Italy watching the uh, the Napoli game. You know, you know, as always, Victor got a goal. But as it relates to the transfer market, man, I've been working OT, honestly, from, from Deutschland back to the UK to France, back to Deutschland. It's, it's been crazy, man. For sure. Now, at the last day, you broke the English transfer record for Enzo Fernandez, the young player of the year at the World Cup. He just left River Plate to go to Benfica. It looks like it's going to be 105 million pounds, breaks Grealish record of 100 million pounds. And from what I'm seeing, Cletus, it looks like we're going back to midfielders being important fixtures in teams. So how do you feel about Enzo Fernandez and his role, basically, for that fee to be the marquee player of your midfield moving forward? I'm glad that we're on this podcast and what I'm about to say is going to be recorded. Personally, me, I'm not sold on the kid. I still don't feel like he's played enough football for us to drop this bread for him to kind of be our star player in the midfield. I mean, Dan, you know how I feel about, you know, World Cup signings and stuff like that. I never really believed in it. But as it relates to Chelsea individually, we definitely needed, you know, to to bolster up our midfield. Conte's definitely been old. He's expired. I'm ready to sell him as well. Uh, Jorginho, you already know how I feel about him. So we really needed a fresh option in the midfield. So I'm glad that, you know, Todd went ahead and, you know, he said this like a really big signing for him. It was like he really wanted to make this something personal and he achieved it. So congrats to him. But personally, me, I just feel like the fee and the way we went about, you know, getting the signing just, I don't think, I don't think it was right. I don't think this is what we needed. I feel like we could have definitely spent that money across the board a little bit better. Now, in two windows, Todd Bowley has spent over 500 million pounds. The strategy. Yeah, the strategy. <laughs> the strategy seems to be to sign young, talented players for seven plus year contracts 
to maximize that transfer value. Even if they don't pan out, you still have the back end to sell them to get some of that money. So, Claytis, out of all the players they've signed, I know you've been critical about the moves. Have there been any players that you feel like they're a good signee that you yeah, can make the right move? Break it down then. Um, you know, definitely in Kunku, we needed somebody a little bit more dynamic and creative in our attack for sure. Um, Benoit, I think, is definitely a solid signing. Seeing him in the back um, last week, he definitely seemed more at ease. He doesn't seem like he's scared to play, you know, in the back four, whether he's playing in the three. He seems very relaxed and very, like, very complete for, for a center back. And I feel like he has a lot of room for improvements. Um, but overall, I think we've made a few good signings. But again, you know, when it comes to buying young players at this rate, I'm just not 100% sold on it, but most of them seem like they have a lot of good upside. So I'm I'm being, you know, open, a little bit open-minded. I dig it. And according to football reference, uh, Clay, your boy Enzo, he is in the 99th percentile for passes completed, the 99th percentile for progressive passes, the 82nd percentile for touches, in the opposition area, uh, looks like he's in the 95th percentile for shot creating actions, 90th yeah. percentile for assists per 90. So, I mean, yeah, his numbers are good. His numbers are definitely good. Builder that can, you know, get it high. And he's just turned 22 a couple weeks ago. You signed him for what, a, a thousand year contract? What'd y'all do? You got a 360? Yeah, chill out, chill out, man. You know, the 360 involve. We own the image rights and all of that. <laughs> so no, definitely, definitely a lot of upsides. Um, one thing I'm just kind of like scared and you like Modric too, right? By the way, that's your boy. Oh yeah, you know Modric. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I, I was gonna touch on him, but Modric. Um, like same situation. I just feel like they all haven't played enough soccer at a high level. But Modric in his situation, he shows a lot of flashes, like his dynamic dynamic as a winger off rip like you could see that he's a dynamic winger so it's just a matter of seeing how they're going to evolve in the premier league because this is not a league that you come to develop it's kind of a league where you're expected to hit the ground running so that's what i'm really scared about when it comes to like some of these signings just being able to like be able to compete in the premier league the intensity of the league the pace that it's is being played at is definitely going to be a challenge for them Hey, Modric, hey, oh, I'm about to say uh, real quick, Modric exposed Jane Miller in there, bro. Relax. Yeah, very easy. Yeah, that's a senior citizen. Easy. He's supposed well, to yeah, cook him. He's retired. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> but, hey, real quick, can yeah, I just say, ahead. like, except for a few of the signings you guys made over the summer and uh, January, like, most players are under the age of 25. So, um, except for, like, Obama Yang, I think Koulibaly is over 30. I think he's 33, and Raheem Sterling. Oh, excuse me, it's backwards. He's 31. Uh, Koulibaly is 31, and Sterling's 28. I think Obama Yang is 33. That's what it is. But other than that, everybody else is fairly young, like really, really young. So I will give them that much credit. They're buying young players that, you know, will have, you know, five to ten years of service if they if they stay around uh, the club. So, Hey, my theory, my theory, I'm putting it out there since we on wax. This man playing ba baseball manager, bro. And um, 
Chelsea about to turn back into a sweatshop and, and loan some of these boys out to get some of that money, recoup some of that money. But I do think that Arsenal deal, that Jorginho, I didn't know that he was a free agent during the summer. So that's a that's a that's a steal. Yeah, thanks for robbing Arsenal, Claytis, once again, signing us another lemon. Uh last week. That's what we do, man. That's what at, we do. Yeah, Claytis House, Quasi and I said. We believe Arsenal will win the league. When the deal went through, we said, never mind. It's over. Our, our title defense was as short as United's title chase. It's over. I know having fun. He sold Cancelo trying to be like, hey, watch this. I'm about to make my team worse and still win the league. <laughs> so congrats to City for another league title. Arsenal, we in the mud. You signing grandpas as backups for twelve million when you could have gotten them for free in the summer. I don't know why you're trying to help Chelsea. You signed Toussard. That's a good option. You let Marquinhos go to loan at Norwich. Don't have a problem with that. You let Laconga go to Uncle Vieira, be on loan at Crystal Palace. Makes sense. But this is not a team trying to win the title right now. They just trying to balance good books, get top four, and I guess pray for a miracle for Declan Rice in the summer. Hey, I'm looking straight on Arsenal right now. That's all I got to say. So are you are you saying they under surveillance? Is that what you're saying? Nah, I'm saying I'm looking straight on Arsenal right now. <laughs> I'm moving on. When wow. does college football start? August. Oh, wow. What, what are we doing, Cletus? Let's go boost Marcus. Let's go find some nice young quarterbacks in the South, man. Oh, wow. I'm with that, but MLS started in February, though. Ah, oh, well, you, you know. Yeah, I'll be at the DC United intro game. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll yes. pull up with y'all. I'll pull up with y'all. What's the what's the uh, Spanish homies crew, La Bata Brava? Shout out my cousin Kwame. He used to be down with them. Maybe I'll see what's going on. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! I I did have an FA Cup match, but we don't gotta go over that though. Yeah, we should. I think I think that's important. We talked about FA Cup earlier, so I think we should go down the whole gamut of FA Cup games. Yeah, like all of them wins. Of I all got more level. questions for Claytis, but nah, you're right. We have to go to the FA Cup. Ah, <sighs> let's let's yeah, go let's talk ahead. about them scousers and what they did over the FA Cup weekend. Hey man, right now it's a rough time. It's a rough time to be a scouser. Um, <laughs> same old flaws, man. I don't know what Juju Lester put on us when homie gave us the two own goals, but we ain't been right since, bro. Free kicks looking terrible. But um, we started the game off. It was looking decent. Uh, Dan, I know you got a question for me uh, about Mo Salah, but he actually looked decent this game. He was playing centrally. Um. So we 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 got out to a good little start. Harvey got our first goal, but shit, maybe five minutes in, we leaked the goal on the free kick, and um, pretty much beyond which we 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 it was what's his homie name? Um, Mit Mitoma. Yep. We should we should assign him. Shit, trying to sign Canseco, the, the hottest boy in the market. The man has a degree in dribbling and he is putting it on display on Joe Gomez, on Trent, <laughs> on everybody on the fucking pitch. Oh, man. Yeah, he's a baller. And my boy Lamptey was balling too. He played very well. 
he was trying to get a move to uh, Sport in Lisbon. Didn't work out. They ended up signing Bellerin instead. That guy is, hey, Claytis. He's struggling. You talk about money laundering. Bellerin is on a road tour. How did they get a million dollars? And he was a free. Hey, man. Hey, man. I don't know. Bellerin, salute to him. Ever since he became a vegan that cared about saving trees, my man is dead on the pitch. But I gotta give I gotta give Brian props. Um, they know how to identify the coaches that can maximize their teams. They got rid of Porter or Potter, Grand Potter. They sold him to Chelsea, and Deserby is way better. And I do see why Modric was saying two top coaches when he was watching Brighton Arsenal because you know Deserby was his coach at a Shakhtar Donetsk. But the way he sets up the team, he always, Max, he's kind of like Pep in the way of he studies his opponent and figures out the best formation to maximize the team. He'll go from 4-2-3-1 to a back five to 4-3-3, whatever he has to do to exploit the space that the opponents leave. And playing Welbeck as a number 10, using his pressing, and running to mess up Liverpool, hey, that was brilliant. Playing McAllister deeper so that he can navigate passes and let Solly March play on the right wing, him and Lampy were combining beautifully. So I got to salute um, the coach, Roberto De Zerbi, on the tactics too because he outcoached Klopp big time. I wouldn't even say he out coach. I, I I just think I mean, the ball. Yeah, you know, I think the ball went their way. What's it? What's his name? Pep Linders. You you've been trying to sell him for a while. Your oh my gosh! If you play, like, listen to the game, he was on the sideline like press, press up, get the ball. I was like, bro, sit the fuck down, bro. Just leave, just leave. I, I was ready for who, who was that Poland to hire him? Somebody get him up out of here, man. Ajax, get him up out of here, man. <laughs> What was your you 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 wanted to ask me something about Mo? What, yeah, what, I got what? a question for you because Jorgen Klopp admitted he's not coaching well this year. He said Salah stinks because I got basically uh, broke up one of the best front threes in modern football history, and I haven't been able to figure out how to get the best out of Salah. So Salah has been struggling this year because I'm not doing a good job coaching. Do you agree with your brother Klopp? I got. I don't even wear glasses, but I got to put my clock glasses on for this oh. one, man. Hey, man, the, the the court is out there. The man, Jurgen, this year, his loyalty to players, it's upsetting, and yeah. it's it's trash. I don't know what he told Cody before he got here, but why are you playing him at striker? He's not for being. He's not for me, no, bro. Like put him on the left wing, like he was doing over there on the other on the other teams, and let him cook. It it's just like he, his tactics is a bit off. I don't know who he listening to, bro. It's I don't know, man. I I, I we need some new players, bro. Y'all signed him because y'all didn't want him to go to United. That's what it seems like. Y'all didn't That's... need him at all. I'm almost positive. No, 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 no. Oh, what it was. no, actually, actually. This man, Jurgen, it's a comment, supposedly a rumor comment came out saying Jurgen said that he would he thought the issue was that they weren't getting enough pressure from the front. And that's why they went on and bought Cody. 
they were actually looking more so for a midfielder. They were looking to a long homie um from Morocco, the Moroccan team, uh, for seventy. They were gonna take his wages. They were gonna loan him for six months. But when they bought Cody, they bagged off on that. So, I mean, he make he made a geek decision. Maybe when we fully healthy, Cody would look good. But right now, I would rather see Firmino, bro. And then they, yeah, they also said you guys are so silly. You guys are so geeked up. You guys are about to give Firmino a new contract. So what's the use of signing Gakpo again if you're about to let Firmino stay? Klopp's loyalty, bro. That's man, the problem. That's am, man. Why is Milliner getting another deal? Why is Hendo not getting sold? Why is Ox not been sold? Like, come on, they, bro. They, these guys are happy to sit down. You need squad players, so they yeah, and, and they probably yeah, they're probably like auxiliary coaches as well, like people yeah. like Milner and, yeah, especially and Milner and Hendo. Yeah, yeah, they're right. gonna be coaches on the on the pitch. So, they, so I don't see a pro. I, I can see why they would keep those guys around at least for a couple more years. So we need legs, okay? And yeah, and that's agreed. You guys need younger to youth. You need to get some youth in that midfield, especially because you know Tiago, he can't stay healthy. You know, playing an eighteen year old eighty one minutes. Okay, I was cussing out my TV screen. <laughs> For the whole 10 minutes, because he was dead on the pitch, and Jurgen didn't want to sub him for Fabinho. But then as soon as the Dyson came on the pitch and he almost got a red card, I, I was done with him as well. Like, I've never seen a player be that washed that quick, bro. You you almost locked up Messi single-handedly on a yellow. And yeah. now you are here looking eat against Sully Marsh. Yeah, tactics, man. <laughs> hey, the BA, he put a master class. I, I see how Brian got excited when they got him. They're going to be a fun team. They got a great scouting department. I know Chelsea took a few of their guys, but it seems like they found some new guys <laughs> that are nice at the backroom staff. So let's go to United real quick because you guys won 3-1 against Reading. Your Brazilian midfielder scored all the goals. Casemiro with a brace. Fred with the last goal. Uh, how do you feel about the match? And also, you guys play uh, Nottingham Forest in the second leg of the uh, Carabao Thank Cup. You Looks like you'll play Newcastle in the final. So how are you feeling about uh, the your cup matches recently? Um. Well, the Redding thing and your old boy, uh, Marcus, Andy Carroll, fuck that guy. For what he did to my guy, yeah. <laughs> my yeah, old boy? Yeah, I mean, he played for Liverpool. I mean, I know he ain't, ain't played no for love. Ain't no love for him on this side. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a Liverpool legend. It doesn't matter. Hey, look, once you put that, that, that red of Liverpool on, you're forever going to be an enemy United. So you already know how that goes. Yeah, man. He, he on the <laughs> list. He on the list with, with Couch. Ooh. Uh, default. Hey, chill, 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 chill. Peter Crouch is a legend. Default. Yeah, he's a legend to an extent. But a, but a he's a legend that he's a hey, legend hey, that hey, is. Hey, 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 Next week, give us your Liverpool mud strikers because, hey, man, everybody has some lemons. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. I might have 10 of them motherfuckers. Because <laughs> I, re 
Because I remember that summer, Marcus, when you guys bought Baltelli and Arsenal was looking at him, and instead we signed Danny Welbeck. I was like, man, look at this. I think that was the first year I started playing <laughs> playing with y'all on uh, FIFA, and I was hyped. Yeah. I was sub the nigga on, and no then in real life he would do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, hey, sorry to take y'all down that, that memory lane with Andy Carroll, but he got a red card. <laughs> yeah, he was sick. <laughs> And he and he hurt my man Christian Erickson, which will bring us to the transfer stuff in a second. But uh yeah, so yeah, we, we move on to the FA Cup. We we play uh I think we play West Ham at home uh I think at the end of the uh at the end of February, the twenty seventh, hey, I think it is. How did Donnie get hurt though? Oh, Donnie got hurt a few weeks back. I think he he may have broken his leg or something. They still haven't been like very, very clear about it. It's kind of Ten Hog, I give him one thing. He he's very Hush, hush. When it comes to injuries, he'll just he. If you guys ever watch hockey, he'll do something like a lower body injury. That's all he'll say. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Um, but yeah, Donnie Vanderbeek's out for the rest of the season, so he's not even coming back. Not even part of the plans. Um, but yeah, like Erickson is done for the for for a couple months. It's, it looks like maybe March, end of March, sometime in April, maybe he'll come back. Um, but yeah, we move on to two more cups. Uh, like I said, we we play West Ham uh, in the FA Cup later to, in in February, and uh, we'll play Nottingham Forest tomorrow for the second leg of the um, semifinal for the uh, Carabao Cup uh, to play Newcastle. Um, what is it? February? I think I can't remember exactly when the uh, date for the uh, Carabao Cup final is, but but anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm I feel confident. I feel good. I mean, Newcastle, if if Let's not count our chickens before they hatch. I mean, if, if we get to play Newcastle in the final, then uh it's not gonna be easy. I mean, they've already we've already drawn with them uh this season at, at Old Trafford. They so they're 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 solid and they I think they have the best defense, if not the one of the best defenses in the Premier League this season. Um I can't remember if they have better defense than you know, uh City or not, but they they're up there for sure. They haven't let that many goals in. A lot of their wins are like one nil. Two one, you know, two nil things like that. If I'm mistaken, uh, um, Hope has the most uh, uh, clean sheets this season as well. Their uh, goalie, their goalkeeper. So I don't know. I feel good in a way. Um, if nothing else, I would feel nervous about playing Newcastle, and, and only because they they let so many so few goals in. At the same time, I think it'll be great. It'll be a great test again uh, of a really good team a team that's in what third in the premier league right now um but yeah and then as far as the fa cup goes hey i'm looking forward to playing new uh excuse me west ham uh later on uh in february and that'd be great to to see that matchup as well so i'm feeling confident i feel real good that's what's up man yep you're righty uh in 20 matches newcastle has only conceded 11 goals in the pl they have the best defense in the league and they're ahead of you guys on goal difference because you guys are level on points with 39 each. Right. So it will be a good test. Two top only four teams going at each other. Mm -hmm. It'll be fun. And I guess real quick, and I was going to say, the only thing that concerns me, as we saw today with the, the, the last second transfer, is, is our depth. I just worry about our depth going forward. You know, people like, uh, you know, players like Casemiro and, you know, uh, some of our back four, you know, they're playing a lot of games, you know, on, you know, consecutively. So, I, you know, you just worry about what, what they can handle and how much they can go uh, the rest of the season. I know we only have like four months left, but that's a long four months when you got four, when you're in four different uh, 
competition. So um, I do worry about that. Um, but I do trust in our manager. I think he's been, you know, pretty much hitting it right the whole way so far this season. So um, I trust in him and uh, I think we'll we'll get something out of this season. I, I'll tell you that. Just to kind of piggyback off what you said um, with your signing against Sabitza, I think he would definitely be a good signing for you guys because over at Bayern, <laughs> hey, honestly, I think like his biggest thing was that he wanted to play more. Yeah. And looking at the Bayern lineup, like Goretzka is fit now. Um, we got Gravrench from um, from Holland. So like mm-hmm. the options at Bayern is kind of like there's a lot of options within his position. Don't forget Gravenberch was crying for PTL. Exactly. Tell him the full truth, Clay. So that funny. was playing yeah, right back. Tell, tell the truth. <laughs> what did Will Smith say in that concussion <laughs> movie? Tell the truth. <laughs> but no, I honestly I think he'll be a good fit for you guys because you know you guys still need a midfielder who's yeah. like making late runs into the box that's still good at like breaking up plays and Sabitza kind of offers you a little bit of that. So mm-hmm. as it relates to like Erickson, he may not be as creative, but mm-hmm. I still feel like he might, you know, just offer you guys a little bit more than even uh Daily Blint or whatever his name was. Hey, you know who he is? Hey, you bro. Huh? Sabitzer is Austrian Fred. Yeah, I'm looking at his his stuff on uh, Football Reference right now. So my third, yeah. my third home, man. Okay, we're, we're at the Bayern numbers. The box, the box the what, what numbers are we looking at? Bayern or Leipzig? I'm looking Leipzig. at Bayern. No, I'm Bayern. looking at all his. Nah, look at bro. He's, yeah, he's gonna look like yeah. Fred at Bayern because he's not yeah. playing. And he's yeah, gonna look, look at the Fred at United. He's not a designer club player. He's a mid table boss. Yeah, he's he would have been better for Ralph Ragnick. The pressing high octane team, that's what he's there for. Well, he will be one of the national team. That's his coach in the national team. Exactly. So. That's why they wanted him because they right. want that they want that intensity for the Austrian team because they feel like that's the type of players that they create. Right. I, like David Alaba's rare. They don't make designer players like that from Austria often. Hey, relax. Right. We they got a strike on Alaba, the way. Alaba bro. Is, is born in the Barn Academy. Let's just exactly. That's exactly <laughs> that's why he doesn't represent what Austrian players really are. Sabitzer right. is what they are. That's why I think for United, he's going to be a good guy that plays deeper as a partner, probably to Casemiro during rotations, where yeah. it probably. He'll probably be more suited to play with McTominay, but I think he'll be a good option off the bench. And like you said, it's just alone. You, I don't think there's no obligation to buy. Nope. So yeah, I think it's a cool six months. And I think one good thing about him, I'm looking at his stats, his uh next, you know, his next gen stats, whatever you want to call, second level stats, what do you want to call them? Yeah. One thing that does stand out about him is his tackles. His tackles per ninety are are pretty decent. He's in the ninety second percentile with yeah. that. So. I give him his his defensive acumen. It might be a little bit better than than uh, than uh, Erickson, but yeah, I'm not I'm not too I'm not too thrilled about his passing acumen, acumen right here that I'm looking yeah, at. He's not, that's not his game. It's not his game. But you know what? We need depth. He'll be great for depth. I'm not I'm not I'm not mad at the signing at all. I think it'll be a nice, pretty nice signing. And the funny thing is, Clay, I think we even were were connected to. Uh, Looking to seeing if Gravenberch was on on uh could be on loan uh, for the rest of the season as well. Really? Not only, Max. Yeah. uh, no, that that's not happening. No, I agree. I don't think it should either. Now, hopefully, he's getting more playing time. But you know, that's somebody that would have been great to slide in because he already knows Ten Hag system. Played with him for what two or three years already in Ajax, so he already knows 
how Ten Hag wants to play. So if he would have came here on loan, shoot, that would have been amazing, I think. I think that would have set us off the top. So Hey, one thing I'll say about y'all, – Y'all are paying the full his full fee for the next six months. Just remember that, by the way. Hey, it is what it is. I mean, look, at the end of the day, he's only going to be here for six months. So I'm not I'm not too worried about it. We didn't pay $120 million for somebody that may or may not, you know, hey, 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 get in hey, the Premier League. Hey. I'm just saying, you're the one that has doubts about him, not me. So, Like Hedy said. <laughs> I, just, I, I just wonder what virgin they're going to get. They're going to get the Austrian virgin that he going to run with the ball at the pitch. And I would want to see how that worked with Bruno because he'd probably be like, hey, bro, go ahead, let me get that. Let me let me cook. So I want to see how that, how that work out. If we get the RB, RB Leipzig, uh, um, uh, Sabin, sir, I think we'll be fine. If as long as we get somebody in, in that realm, we'll be perfectly fine. I dig that now. Let's go from optimism from the red side of Manchester to a little a little bit of heartbreak. Uh Jao Cancelo was one of not to say was, because I think I think Anthony is still a big fan of his. Even the way Anthony plays, if you follow us on the last Dan, two left feet, you know, Anthony was also a right-footed left back. Got a lot of game from Cancelo. He even bought his jersey, man. But then we got breaking news from Bavaria a couple there yesterday that said, my man is going to Bayern on loan with the option to buy for 70 million euros. How do you feel about the decision to let Jao Cancelo go, Anthony? I'm heartbroken. Let me start off with a tweet from City Report. It says, hashtag, on this day, last year, Jao Cancelo signed a contract extension at Man City until 2027. So, Dan, I feel like my heart's been ripped out, crushed, grounded up into a smoothie. Um, and shipped out to all my enemies to drink. Cancelo was one of our best playmakers. He was a designer, creative. Uh, there are so many games that we had that he was the one that broke the stalemate. If he wasn't on the pitch, we would have lost or drew. Uh, he was making Travella crosses, crosses with the outside the boot, outside the boot, look normal for two years. And, and he was held as one of the greatest fullbacks left to right. Um, he gave Holland his epic uh, Johan Cruyff-looking goal um, that he jumped for. Yeah. Which was a 1-0 win that we needed. If Cancelo wasn't there, that wouldn't have happened. There's so many. There's so many. I watched highlights. Of, I watched his highlights yesterday. I watched it listening to classical music. Watched the designer man play. It, it's heartbreaking. Bayern, I feel like Claytis has something to do with this. He stole, he he was mad I wouldn't give him Bernardo Silva, so he had to take something greater. Um, Would you? <laughs> I have done business. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> man, I'm just, I'm just hurt because he's not coming back. And it really has something to do with that little kid, Rico Lewis. Um, Next Philip Long, <laughs> Philip Long. Yeah, see, I don't care how good he is. Pep, should, Pep knew what he was doing by saying that. Casello played hard. For two straight years, I'm talking like his his quality never dropped. And whatever happened between the end of the World Cup and till now, 
he should have been given enough grace to be like, man, his ego's hurt because he got benched during the World Cup. So I feel like that had something to do with it. And then his performance may have uh, faltered on the team. Man, let the man be grumpy, man. He Some some people who are, I guess, uh, savants in their skill may not know how to deal with uh, rejection or, or just feeling uh, less less than. And just three games of sitting on the bench. I saw I was reading online that when he found out he wasn't starting with for the Wolves match, he went straight to the dugout and sat alone. Um, him not starting for the Arsenal match was like the last straw. Uh, it was some locker room issues and all that stuff is man, I shouldn't have to feel pressured when I know I'm this good. This little kid, yeah, he can play two games, but it ain't it, it ain't because I'm bad. It's because I need rest. And so I'm I'm heartbroken, man. People can act like, yeah, the club is nobody's bigger than the club. Sometimes a player should be bigger than a club, at least for three days or a month. Let him cool his head down and then <laughs> and then and then check back with it. Yeah, nah, for real. It was pride that got in the way. I think Pep was like, yo, you can act like this, but not on my team. I'll lose the league, lose the Champions League without you. I'll do everything. You can go Sunday over part two. Yeah, hey, I saw. Listen, listen, I saw something on. Pep is like, hey, boy, you a fullback. I'm not letting no fullback flex on me. Yeah, no, you're not. And listen, Marcus, you're right. Sign a part two. I saw, Mm. I saw a tweet that said the scenes and when Bayern uh, wins the Champions League after Cancelo Travella assists to Sane in the 93rd minute to beat Mm. City. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I can see that happening because Pep just Pep building them up. Man, it's, it's it's nasty. It's disgusting. Hey, babe, Pep. He won the Sane deal because break it down, Clayton. What is Sane? He he won that deal. He Honestly, was right to sell him. Let, let me and okay. getting seventy million for a twenty-eight year old right-footed left back. I think that's a good deal too. Yeah, on City side, that's a good deal for them. But as it relates to Byron, honestly, this like is like a domino effect that I know. Brazos over there rubbing his hands, just smiling at Rominegger and all of them. Because if you look at it, we went ahead and picked up Delight from Juventus on the sneak. Went ahead and got Cancelo on loan from City. So now it looks like Pavard is going to be going to Barca in the summer. And boom, we already have our replacement in line. So it's like, if... If Cancelo wants, he may be able to play center back, but I think that's already oh, kind of you know, there's too many options. There's not too many options center back already, you know, at Byron. But I think this was a, a good move on Brazos and you picked up a top quality, you know, player that's able to jump into the team automatically and start on Saturday, Sunday, whatever the case may be. He has uh Champions League experience. He knows how to play in a dominant offensive team. Like he checks all the boxes that Byron would need. And it's honestly, I'm I'm surprised that y'all really let this happen. Yeah, this has to be one of the big shocks of uh, the transfer window. Like that, that that was surprising, extremely surprising to see him leave. And to hear like how he left, and of course they're going to downplay it, but you know I think we know we know better than that. Yeah, and I think like I said, Pep, this is his experience. He's not going to let a fullback flex on him. <laughs> That's nah, right. you see how much he works hard to keep bernardo silva yeah. bernardo silva i'll talk to you every day i'm not letting you leave you're too important because 
you're a starting right, a right winger and central midfielder. You can't leave. Other players go ahead. I think that's the mentality he took. And uh, Anthony was bringing it up early. As soon as Pep was promoting Rico Lewis, you knew the writing was on the wall. And what did he call him? He called him Philip Lahm. He also said a few years ago, Philip Lahm's the smartest player he ever coached. He talks about how much he loved Alaba and Philip Lahm so much. So when you're saying that, Rico Lewis is the, one of those boys and Cancelo is not of that level, you already know he doesn't rate him on that way. So he probably thinks, I created you. I can create another one. Mm. So we'll see. All right, now. Let me read y'all these quotes. Um, this is from The Guardian's article today. It was written by Jamie Jackson. And before I, before I continue and read the quotes, Anthony, this transfer is low-key your fault, brother. First episode of this podcast, you called I Keep Pivotal. The last episode... I called it Mr. Pivotal because he scored the game when it go in the FA Cup. And now, because he's been playing so well at left back, Cancelo's kind of expendable. So what do you think about that? Uh, it's a weird double-edged sword. Um, I'm not even going to blame McKee, man. He's doing his – actually, he's doing exactly what he's supposed to do, being so pivotal that he's shaking up the starting lineup. But on the opposite end, on the right side of the field, that little kid does not need to be starting over Cancelo. So I'm blaming that little, I'm blaming that little boy Rico Lewis. He may be good, but he's 18. Like he still has room to develop. Yeah, why do I have to wait for that? I have I have a guy who's sending crosses with the outside of his boot to a machine in front and break breaking deadlocks. You know what I'm saying? Like his creativity from the back is helping my team. Why do I have to rely on this little kid? So Aki's doing well. Walker was hurt. Cancelo could have played over there. Rico Lewis was there now for some reason. Pep put Cancelo at right wing, y'all, and had somebody I mean, behind him. Number seven. Make okay, cool. He had him at right wing, <laughs> subbed him off, put Mares and Rico Lewis in to do his job. Come on, man. He could have just moved him back. So I'm glad Aki is balling up, balling out. But Cancelo's a natural right back. He could play there still. And um, that's why he's that. I'm seeing other reports that he's trying to downplay him and Pep's relationship and saying he just wanted more playing time. And they simply can be that, hey, three games of me not playing, I know who I am. <clears throat> Don't play with me. Apparently, he's a volcano. And this also, this goal also follows up. This hurt his feelings because he also got benched in the World Cup. So you got benched yeah. in the World Cup. And then you get benched when the World Cup is over. So that really hurt his feelings. And that also, saying, lets you know, that also lets you know, at Portugal, Fernando Santos, that brother does not care about sexy football. He plays right backs at right backs, left backs at left backs. <laughs> and he saw Cancelo and said, brother, your barbecue chicken, sit down with me. <laughs> so, so that's why I'm like, hey, I don't know. They know more than us, and they have the view of being with him every day. And I think the same thing with Pep. He sees, I think this is my thought process if I'm Pep. Rico Lewis is 18, but he has so much potential. He can play with the first team and develop faster. 
I can mold him to be the player I want him to be other than a 28 year old guy that I did maximize him. But I think I've tapped out what I can get out of him. So it's time to replenish the roster. And Ephraim, you talked about this, that you felt like Pep might be losing the ear of the locker room. This is how you get them awake. Yeah, I'm about to bring. Yeah, I don't care about status or how good you are. If I think a kid is better than you, I'll play the kid. Yeah, this was a big shakeup move that he did. Yeah, yeah, good point. And like you said, to your point, right, like like they see him more this so than we do. You know, I'm reading a report. I know you're about to get into some stuff here, Dan, but I'm reading also reports like how volatile he is in the dressing room when he doesn't play and when he doesn't get the time that he thinks he deserves. So there are things that we probably don't know about that that Pep has probably hid, hid from us to kind of say, hey, you know, it's time for him to go in a different way. And I don't know. I, I, there's always more more things that we, you know, there's always more to it than we than we realize as well. So. I hear you, Anthony. I, I I hear what you're saying, like to lose a talent like that. But there may have been some things in the locker room that were just grading. Oh, yeah. I, I, you're, been, you're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, right, I, right. I saw those too, that he was on. Um, I don't want to say uh, – I like how you said volcano because I was about to say cancer. But he, nah. I, he was throwing, I guess, tantrums in, in the dressing room. But, Slim, you got to have some sympathy for that. I just got benched in the World Cup because my coach – my club manager has me playing designer style. He put me on the left because I can play there. So now when I go to my country, they want something more sturdy, lockdown, dry style of play. Fine. I get benched. Now I come back to my club and I get shitted on here after what my 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 boot has done for y'all. Hey man, as as a supporter, I've watched matches and been like, whoa, we would not have won if Cancelo didn't make that pass. He tries stuff. And so, like, I'm going back to the the savant thing. Some people may be so good at their field that they can't handle rejection. And he may have reverted back to a little kid once he started dealing with all this rejection in a three-month span. It's not right. It's not. I'm not saying it's right. I just want a little bit of understanding. But I guess I know this is a business, and we don't have time for that. Another thing I heard, Dan, we was watching that – one of the city uh, supporter videos and they were talking, they brought up a fact that I don't know if it's true, but I guess Cancelo was staying with Bernardo for a time. And so if that was true, that could be another um, catalyst on why Pep is like, yeah, I need to get you out of here. And why some of the rumors were attested to Bernardo leaving, because if they go in, if they're around each other so much, if one person's complaining, that's going into another person's ear. Oh, yeah, so I think that's my life. It's one of the hallmarks of uh, his beginning of his crab Barca. I'm selling Ronaldinho because Messi follows you. And I need <laughs> Messi to fall in line. So I'm getting rid of all you party players. You guys got to get out of here. I need my boys to lock in. The Celtics did the same thing in the 80s. They traded Larry Bird's drinking partner. Guess what happened? Larry Bird won the next three MVPs when he didn't have his drinking buddy on the team. <laughs> and Cancelo, this is what he does. He played at Juventus one year because he was crying. He didn't play. He's from the Benfica Academy. He played there one year, went to Valencia, played well for about three seasons, went to Inter, didn't work out. So he's kind of a guy that he's considered an enigma. And like you said, so- like you said, uh, Anthony, 
he downplayed the comments. This is his quote. Uh, and I quote, my decision had to do with the playing time that had been little in recent weeks. There was speculation that my relationship with Pep was not the best, but fact is I wanted to play more. I wanted to start this new adventure as soon as possible. I enjoyed my time at City and I'm still under contract with the club, so I don't see it as a final departure. I will now focus only on my five months and see what happens then, end quote. And this is what uh, Cletus's big homie, Hassan Salih, Hamidzic, a.k.a. Brazo, said, Bayern Sporting Director. And I quote, Jao is a player we've been thinking about for a while now because we very much appreciate his qualities. He is the optimal fit in our system with his attacking style of play and dynamism and his mentality and experience fit very well into our team. End quote. No, no nothing about defense. <laughs> oh, but that's the point, though. That's yeah. the point. That's the point. If you have a team like Bayern, yeah. then having a player like Cancelo won't hurt you as much because you dominate possession so much. The same as Manchester City. These right. teams that have the ball 60% minimum in every match they play almost. So I think he will fit well. But Cletus, how are you feeling this movement? Because you said you like the decision, but do you feel like you guys are weaker now because Pavard is a center back playing right back. Now you got a uh, winger playing fullback. How do you feel about it? I mean, it makes me, your defense has been shaky this year. And, you know, the only upside that, you know, he started slow, but looking nice now is Upa Meccano, you know, but we're not going to talk about that right now. But as it relates to the transfer on Byron's end, I think it's, it's a smart sign no matter how you look at it, because you're getting a player with experience. So they're going to shift the defense around a little bit and see how that works. But, yeah, he might be, he may be playing right back, and he might have to get used to that because Pavard is definitely trying to leave next summer so or this summer, actually. So if he wants to say, you know, if, if he likes it, he's going to get that contract. He's going to be a first-team player, so I don't see why he wouldn't want to leave. You know, come to Bavaria, you'll star every day. FC Hollywood. <laughs> he's not going back to City. Yeah, he can't. There's no way he's going back to City. I'm sorry. <laughs> this was just too much of a shocking, shocking move for him to go back. I see him there. I see him staying there with, uh, with uh, uh, Byron for a little while. So, but yeah, also, yeah, I feel like it's I feel a like Pep may be leaving this summer. I really feel mm -hmm. like he's going to leave this summer. So, that's going to be another factor as well. If Pep leaves, is he going to want to go back? Fair enough. Because I know he's getting good money at City as well. So. It's going to be an interesting move for him, but for Byron, I think it's going to be it's going to solidify their defense. I think they need to focus more in attack, but Brazos more focused on like making the the signings that he has like the stars. Like he really fought to get um, uh, Hernandez in the team. You know, Hernandez always hurt, but like he always like fights to get him in the starting lineup. So it's going to be interesting to see if Casella stays how he's going to be treated. I definitely feel like he's going to be a first-team player all around, but he may need to um, might look straight on the position thing. Mm. I dig that now. Let's talk about some other transfers that happened that aren't the highest profile, but maybe they'll make an impact on what we see looking forward. Um, one of them 
is Kamadine Suleimana, Ghana International. Y'all know I'm a Black Stars fan, so I've been watching him for a while. He was at Rennes at France. Now he's going to uh, Southampton. Mohamed Salisu, his fellow teammate on Ghana, convinced him to come over Everton. Either way, he was going to a, regula <laughs> a, rele a relegation team, so it's interesting. I don't know. Uh, do you think going to a relegation team when you have to first get adjusted to the league is a smart move for a young player, guys? Uh, me personally, nah, I, I don't think so. I think, yeah. but then again, I don't know, because at the end of the day, you're fighting for something. So you're fighting to not be in relegation. A lot of those teams will usually play their best football because of that, you know, because they're trying to stay out of relegation. They're trying to stay in the league that they're in. Um, so I don't know. That's a great question. I, it, may, it might, it could because of that, you know, because especially because of the, uh, the timing uh, it's, you know, second half of the season, you're definitely fighting to get out of relegation. That may bring something out of the team. Hence that may bring something out of him as well. So it might work out for him. I feel like the timing may be a little bit geek, but I think going, you know, to a relegation team might allow him to develop a little bit more where like the focus isn't, on him produce. I mean, he's still going to have to produce because, you know, you're fighting relegation, but if they get knocked down, you know, he's going to have the opportunity to kind of like show his strength. So it's, it's one of those 50, 50 where you hope like it turns out best for him. Word. What do you think, Marcus? I actually think it could be a good thing. Kind of how you said with that pressure. I mean, I had a couple guys, they kind of folded when they went on loan to like the relegation teams when they, Either you're going to sink or swim. So I think, um, yeah, I think in a certain situation with a certain player, it depends. But how young is the player? How old is he? He's 20. He turns 21 in a couple weeks. Yeah, that might be geeked. He might be too young. <laughs> he he getting his legal drinking age in the foreign. Like, come on. You be drinking at 18, man. Yeah, that is true. Oh, shit. And you're in Austria, the motherfucker was drinking at 12, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. And how much playing time is he going to get, right? That's another – I think that's another yeah. factor too, right? How much is he going to play over these last five months? I think that had to go into account when you're having mm -hmm. these negotiations, I would hope right. so. Anthony, would you make that move as a young player? You're 20 years old. You have a lot of talent. You're an international for your country. But you think you'd need to play more to move forward in your career, especially, Anthony, when – your best friend is Mohamed Kudis, and you see him blacking out. You get inspired. Would you go to a relegation team uh, to boost your career? You're only 20, yeah. so. Nah, what the fuck is this? This ain't tennis. I'm not putting my career on the line with them, with 11 other losers. Oh, Heck no. no. Oh, wow. <laughs> nah, no, man. sir. <laughs> nah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm relaxing, man. I'm, I'm not letting my... I'm not letting my career have the chance of getting sucked into a black hole of the second division. And <laughs> hold and, on, Anthony. And Anthony, What's you're up? a smart young man. You're telling me you're not leaving France for the cold of the south coast of Southampton? Nah, man, I'm staying in France, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, I'm staying there and I'm waiting for a phone call. I'm not going to a rele relegation battle team, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, I kind of was. I was kind of uh, questioning it, but 
I hope it works out for him because he is a big part of our future. Um, I think he has a skill that translates to anywhere in the world. I think I've said it here. I'm reading uh, Renus Michael's book, Team Building, about, you know, his philosophy on how to construct rosters from the first team level to the academy level starting at five years old. And he talks about the rarest ability in football is the ability for someone to drive directly at their opponent and dribble them man on man. And that is something that will always be important. And even though um, this is a topic I want to bring up next week, but I think his skill will be useful, but we'll see. Yeah, it's tough, but I I respect his ambition. Um, let's see. There's another signing. I think maybe this one didn't happen. And uh, and now, sorry, Marcus. I think you brought it up about my man from Monaco, Amberettes. Barcelona was trying to buy him on loan, or they try to get him on loan at first three million, and then buy. For $37 million in the summer, he got shut down. Anthony, did you chuckle when you saw Barcelona try to hustle and it didn't go through this time around? Yeah, man. Uh, they keep showing themselves. It's hard not to pocket watch that club. <laughs> but um, didn't didn't after that, they had to say they, they're about to sell their TV rights? Yeah. They, something came out like yeah, there was a report that they have to sell some of their TV rights to balance out money with La Liga. And they also yeah. did some money laundering, Marcus. They bought a LA Galaxy homie. Yeah, they brought like a yeah, 20 a 20 year old, didn't they? Yeah, for the he he's going to the Barca B, the second team. Yeah, I was I was looking at that. I was like, what kind of is that is that how they gonna do the money laundering? They're gonna I put guess. you on Barca B and then move you up next week. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I was about to say I got an update. Um, the loan for uh ZH to PSG, they saying that it might not go through. It's supposedly yeah, yeah gotta yeah, wait till yeah, midnight because yeah, yeah, yeah. it, it the paperwork didn't go back and forth. And players was too busy on lunch dates. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. I talked to Hakeem early in the morning, man. He was already in France. We sent the paperwork, but niggas on the Chelsea side is moving slow. So it is what it is, man. Getting all that money together for Enzo, that's why. <laughs> They're moving too geeked out here. Yeah. Oh, and what y'all think about Team USA, though, and Leeds? Well, oh, huff and huff. <laughs> <laughs> that was a sick dad, McKinney and Tyler Adams. I respect it, though. I, yeah, I yeah. like that little community they're building with Aronson. I mean, let me ask you this Do you guys think if Pulisic was healthy, he would have made a move in the summer? For sure. Let me ask. In the winter. I'm, I'm forcing that move. Hold on, hold on. Let me ask you this, though, E. Mm. You, you happy about this move, but what if Mars takes that USA job and then he just got them over there for no reason? What, mm. if, what if he coaches Leeds and the U.S.? That's next. I mean, yeah. they used to do it back in the day. You're Alex sick. Ferguson used to be That's a lot though. Yeah, but Fergie used to be coaching Aberdeen and the Scotland national team and having beef with homies before the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, and all of them had like second jobs too at the same time back in them days. Shoot, you talking about uh, but I hear you though, man. But I don't know. That'd be it. I don't know, man. I, look, I don't care about what happens with Leeds. If if Mars came Marsh came to the US, that might not be the worst thing, but I think the US just needs a lot. They 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 gotta like do a deep dive right now. 
they got a lot of backstabbing and we are that's a whole show we could talk about that but yeah i don't know how i feel i mean maybe that could work yeah i i, I give a shit about what it does with leads they could lose the rest of the matches this season so <laughs> anthony are you feeling mckinney and adams as a double pivot in the pl yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out. Are Leeds in a rele- relegation battle yet? <laughs> no, they're, they're good. Nah. They're, they're good. <laughs> Why you got them going down? They beat us. Leeds is 15th right now. Yeah, they're comfortable, man. A comfortable, oh, never mind. They are they not. not. They what? three points. They three yeah, points yeah. out of relegation. Two points. Excuse yeah, me. that's what I'm saying. We'll see what mighty what Mighty Mouse and the Wizard are gonna do back there. The Wizard. Man. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does the the little Harry Potter wand joint, man. That's the sick man. TV show, Mighty Mouse and the Wizard. Hey, somebody <laughs> get the licensing rights right now. <laughs> hey, man. Nah, but I think it's cool having a. Like a little little America over there. Um, hopefully they stay <laughs> up and they do well. Um, I'm with y'all. Pulisic, he probably would have been there this winter if he was healthy. Mm-hmm. But I could see him going there in the summer or maybe Newcastle if he wants to stay in the Premier League. Um, but yeah, that's cool, man. Leeds, that's it. I'm happy for him. Yeah, they Marcus. Did you see uh Pedro Poro Tottenham? They finally signed him. That was a nasty uh, transfer saga that no one cared about. I was gonna be honest. I, I I'm <laughs> looking at his highlights. So I got his highlights queued up. Uh, I I, don't, I haven't seen the boy play. <laughs> um, I got a question to ask y'all. If you're Moses Casado, how do you go back to the team? Okay, go back Yeah, all of that shit, and Arsenal couldn't pull the trigger. How do you go back? You ask, for, you ask for donations because you need to help pay for your siblings and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the youngest of ten. You, you, you call you call Rafael Leal, wait yep. four five, you ask him, help me write this music. I need to express myself. I'm locked. He needs to make hope get a top ten. Yeah, that's what he needs. He needs he needs to express himself through music or something, bro. He's gotta be free because I mean it is tough. You gotta put your Meta, uh, metaphorical tell between your legs and you know just walk back I mean I think his teammates won't be mad at him they'll feel like all right he had the opportunity to jump he could have been in the title race but the club didn't want to spend that much money for him uh, rightfully so I would say and once you bid 70 and 75 million for a guy that hasn't even played a full season in England and they don't want it hey I, I get it but like I said, once you're going for boys like Jorginho, ain't no title race coming. But I think Concedo will be all right. But what do y'all think? Do y'all think his teammates will look at him funny now? I mean, it depends on how his, his his uh, I guess, reputation in the locker room is. I mean, I think this is this is not the first time we've seen this happen. I mean, so, and I don't think it's like necessarily destroyed teams. I mean, I guess it depends on how you already fit in with your teammates. If you have a good reputation with your teammates and you know you get you know respect all all around, I think you'll be fine. I think they understand they may understand where you're coming from. So, uh, it, I think it just depends on that, in my right. opinion. 
Anthony, if you had a teammate that was twerking to leave, making IG and Twitter posts that he walked in the locker room, tried to dap you up, what would you do? Man, honestly, if I was the captain, bro, I would have went to the manager in the upper office, like, get him out of here, man. Not even on some mad, mad stuff. I'd have been like, help help him and his family, y'all. Y'all see he needs it. <laughs> hey man, and then if he came into the locker room pissed, I wouldn't even be mad at him. Like, man, he got he got his 10 brothers and sisters on his mind. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. I mean, and they did yeah. beat Liverpool without him. So that's why I was like, ah, McAllister playing in a double pivot with Grub. I mean, it ain't that bad. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He'd be like, he could hey, he could be mad over there. We good. Then they got Cletus's big homie, Billy Gilmore, ready to come off the bench, you know. The ghost? Yeah. Not coming home. My man won man of the match and won game at Euros, and that was the end of his career, bro. Hold on, hold on. Did you hear? So, again, I cut on the audio during the game, and they they said some geek shit. He came to to Brighton right when Potter went to Chelsea, and he thought he was going to link with him. So he's over there geeked. Yeah, on the bench. I mean, when... When it's all over, you know, there's no home for you at Chelsea, what's sad to say. <laughs> and speaking of room for a player, how come you guys didn't let uh, Datro Fofana go on loan, Cletus? Nice wanted a striker. They wanted to play him. You guys said, no, we'll keep him at Chelsea to sit down. What's up with that? Do you think he'll play? Yeah, I mean, that's another snake move on the Chelsea end where we just not sending paperwork on our side to complete transfers. That's what I'm saying, Cletus. You were too busy R&B thugging. They didn't know what to do in the office when you left. Nah, I was, I was, you know, <laughs> I was also trying to say the club because we was moving to geeking in the streets. Uh, man, another funny thing that happened, Matt Doherty, uh, Tottenham right back, he terminated his contract so that he could go to Atletico for free. They escaped him. Just leave, bro. Just get out of here. <laughs> his career ended when he wants to win. He wants to win. What is he winning at Atletico? They're dead. Not a thing. Right. He ain't winning shit there. Top hey, four. Man. They might they might be seeing something soon. You know the Haram mean? Derby? I mean, hey, I don't know what they winning. So who so who would y'all say? Who would y'all say won and uh lost the well, we already know the losers, but who you say won it then? Arsenal lost the transfer deadline, and I would say, I know we have to wait a few years, but I'm saying it. Chelsea won the transfer Easy. deadline. Easy. And I would say the second winner, if I had to pick, I think I have to say Bayern Munchen because yep. they were dead in the water. Maybe this Cancelo sign-in bring something interesting to their attack because they're very predictable when you watch them play. And like Anthony said, Cancelo, he is a, not only is he a talented player, he's a crafty and creative passer. The angles that he'll try to manipulate, the type of runs he'll try to make, he sees things differently and that'll be a great addition to the team. But uh, who do you guys think are the winners of the transfer window? I'm going to say winner, yes, Chelsea for sure, uh, as far as like money spent. Um, and loser, I'm going to say Liverpool. <laughs> I'm just going to say Liverpool. I'm sorry, Marcus. I'm going to say Liverpool. 
Hey, man, why you couldn't at least say Everton? They didn't get nobody. At least we got uh, Gakpo. Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, they got Sean Dice, and they gave him no one. And wonder why they're going to get their ass relegated. I mean, I hope I hope uh, they don't get no new manager bounce because Arsenal plays them next. Oof. And the sad thing about them getting all this stuff, like going maybe getting relegated, <laughs> don't they have a stadium getting built like right now? Like a brand new <laughs> <laughs> big-ass stadium that's getting built <laughs> in Merseyside. So that would be a hell of a slap in the face. That would be real beautiful for ESPN+. Plus. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna switch it up though. My my winners is probably gonna be Wolves because they spent 31 mil on the uh striker that already scored in the uh cup. And um, like you said, I I'll probably I give myself Everton and City uh City loses because I think like how everybody said City made themselves weaker because like you depended on the 18 year old to play these next five months and some big games are coming up so. Um, yeah, that's what I'll go with. Yeah, see, yeah. For winners, I'm gonna still go Chelsea, but for losers, I'm gonna go ahead and say Madrid because I feel like Ancelotti definitely needs some pieces. Everybody in their defense is actually injured right now, I think, or everybody left back and right back is injured, so their defense is definitely shaky. Midfield is still old. Um, Asensio just got a new contract as well, so yeah, I don't know what they're doing over there. Perez got money. Yeah, that is interesting. I don't know, man. I think Real Madrid, we saw they, they spent over $60 million for Hendrick, so they're looking more long-term. I don't think they're worried about taking a little step back this year, especially with injuries. That is interesting, though. That's a good shout for uh loser. Anthony, where are you going with it, man? Yeah, I got to give it to Chelsea. They won. They're they dodging some financial case. I don't know how they did it, but they big spenders. Congratulations to them. We learned from you. Please. Uh, yeah, we, we got caught. We had to go through. We had to go through court. I don't know if y'all are y'all going to have that for some reason. Um, shout out to y'all's Champions League trophy in 2027. Uh, with all your little <laughs> and um, I say losers, losers will have to be City. We definitely got worse with losing Cancelo. Um, I don't care what nobody say. Nobody's bigger than the club. Well, we we just lost this this year. Hey, this League. might this might nice some fire on you guys. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, hopefully. Phil Foden, right back. <laughs> hey, I want to add Juve to the losers. Juve should be selling Kiesa, selling everything you got. You are going mm. down. Everybody needs to be on clearance. Is this the pub everybody at Juventus is on clearance. <laughs> is the Pugba curse still continuing? I mean, he just started his first game, I think, a couple of days ago. Congrats. Siri B. Dunn going down. <laughs> they went from, like, fourth to 13th because of that uh, points uh, drop. <laughs> That's something we got to talk about some more next week. And I, the, the topic that I want to bring up next week is going to have to do with playmaking because Claytis 
And a lot of people talk about the death of the number 10 and how that has changed the way the game is played and the way strikers are developed. But we also have to talk about the death of the winger because that's a part of it too. So I, that's something I want to bring up to y'all next week. That's a little teaser. But uh, before we get into our champagne goals of the week, let me just update y'all real quick on the African Nations Cup because the final is coming up. The final is on Saturday, February 4th. It's going to be between Algeria and Senegal. The third place match is on Friday, the third, and it's between Niger and Madagascar. Oh, wow. Y'all lost to Niger, bro? Yeah, 2-0. The first goal was an own goal. Disgusting. And then the second goal, 49th minute. So, yeah, Ghana, we've fallen off big time. We went from being the standard of African football to now losing to Cromeros and AFCON and to Niger and the chance. So, we're dead in the water. They need me to come save the game, and I'm coming. So... Hey, hold up, hold up. Was this the Black Galaxies? Yes, it was the Black Galaxies. Yes, the young space cadets. They couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't know what Cletus is talking about, Ghana has a system with their youth set up where the senior team are the Black Stars, the B team are the Black Galaxies. I think the under 18s are like the black comets. It's based on, you know, black black stars, you know, the solar system, you know, swag, man. Shout out the future, man. We need to we need to connect Ghana. He's astronaut. Yeah, we, we would ask Ghana to come, but you know, we don't need informants right now. But you know. Them rats away. <laughs> These space rabbits like Freddie Gibbs. Uh, hey man, it's, oh yeah, man. Before we go, we got to talk about Ephraim. Please let us know if you can give us a little bit. How was Oktoberfest in January, man? You oh, know, you meant the... Yeah. How was it? Cold as shit. You know, it was cold as hell out here in Colorado, man. <laughs> hey, we had two... Hey, the other day it was like negative six degrees when I woke up. I'm, I'm not making this up. I'm That's not exaggerating. Oh, crazy. Yeah, the other day it was like single digits. This is like the third time this year this has happened here in Colorado. So we and we didn't got snow for days. So yeah, it was cold as hell. It was still kind of fun though, but it was cold as hell though. I thought the layers were gonna help me. But nah, them running, them running layers, they ain't they ain't standing in the cold layers. So dang. <laughs> That's funny. Hey Under Armour ain't built for uh standing around, it's built for running and, and moving. So yeah. Hey, I'll be quick. I don't have a champagne goal of the week because I've just been crushed about Ghana. Uh, I didn't see my boy score. So I'm going to say I have something different. My champagne move of the week is Manu Komne. I shouted him out last week on the Arsenal episode of The Last Dan, Cletus. My man nutmeg a, a pitch invader, okay? The pitch invader was running at him. <laughs> <laughs> and he nutmegged the boy so smooth. And then the security tripped him up. That shit was <laughs> hilarious. So shout out to Manu Kone, man. That's who we should have signed instead of Grandpa Jorginho. <laughs> Ephraim, who you got, man? You got a champagne goal of the week? I do. It was uh, uh, Danny Almo from Arbe Leipzig. Um, the game was pretty much over, but he scored like an 83rd minute goal from like the edge of the box. Beautiful 
curve and go right into the uh, right under the uh, crossbar. So um, he's my champagne goal of the week. Nice. I got you, man. Matamanay, or however you say this motherfucker name, you, you you got the goal of the week, the game winner. Shit, fuck it. I'm going to go ahead and say it. You in the club with me, bro. You coming to Liverpool. Wow. You coming. You coming, what happened, the, what happened to the last Asian y'all signed, bro? He wrote the bench, and this one can too. We need his ass out the league. <laughs> hey, I don't know. <laughs> Anthony, what's your shit paying goal of the week? Hey, man. All the goals that Cancelo contributed to as a city as a city player, and and go go watch his highlights. All, all y'all out there have some have some designer highlights in your eyes and mind. It's the only thing I can say. And I'm going to Bayern. I'm going to a club in Bayern. I'm going in Germany. Oh. And I'm drinking beer. Hey, bro. What's yeah, man. Wow. Whenever you trying to go to the drink, bro, I told you the bar is like down the street. Mm, it's the official Bayern bar. Well, are you gonna see me in there with the meet up? Yeah, you about to see me in there with the yeah. Cancelo 22 jersey on, man. Oh I know that's his number now. You oh, already disco tech. You already got it. It's already, <laughs> it's already in the shop. Yeah. Hey, Clayness, what's your champagne goal of the week? Yeah, you know my boy, Mitoma. You know, he's turning up right now versus Liverpool. And then I know my boy, Victor, got another goal. You know how he's doing. So, yeah, they both outside with me. All right. My in the club all star. Who am I in the club with this week? <laughs> Me and Quissy, we in low in the cut, drinking our pain away. Ain't no league title coming, man. Ephraim, who you in the club okay. with? I'm bringing, <laughs> I'm bringing Ty Bolian with me. Oh, all right. <laughs> he is dropping the bag. <laughs> for Clayton, you I'm should bring with them. Hey, he rides with me, y'all. So I'm letting you know. Shant, Bob, you, you know my side with Ty. You know, he's BMF right now. Blowing money fast. <laughs> Marcus, who you in the club with? Hey, man, Jurgen, you've been, been sober for about three years. Mm. Outside of when we ride, outside when we win something, we in the club this week, bro. We we soaking up our sorrows, and we got Matomi over there with us. We got Jude with us, and we gonna get their oh Nunez over there too, mm. Mateus, and we gonna get this plan popping for the summer. Anthony, who you in the club with? Cancelo, man, I'm in I'm in Germany. Oh, damn. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm in the club. Yeah, there you go, Marcus. How we leaving the club, man? Man, keep them pinkies up.